after 30. <clears throat> now, I'm going I'm to say this. I want to I make sure that I, I say this up front. The devil is trying to control your thinking. How many of you know that the Bible says that Satan is the God of this world? And the devil would like to control your thoughts. In fact, the enemy, the, the battle that we face, uh, you know what? Instead of going to that uh, Proverbs scripture, Joe, will you go to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10? And um, the battleground that we, that, we have to, that we have to fight in as believers doesn't start in, you know, with, you know, we, we, we talk about we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You know, our battle doesn't really start by um, us praying over the atmosphere. You know, some people are like, can you come pray over my house? Yeah, I'll pray over your house. That's a, that, that's a, we can do that. Yeah, it's, things getting weird, isn't it? <clears throat> it's because I beat this thing up. I get up here and I, <clears throat> I, threw, I threw that one. It's never been the same. I mean, it gave up the ghost. I, I only threw it one time. It's all it took, right? It was over at that other building. I was, boy, I was preaching. I went, through me. You remember that? It was all bent up. I had to bend it back. And yeah, see, it's, it, yeah, that one, that one don't work at all. It's the poor thing. We ought to retire it. Anyway, so we know that the, uh, the enemy, he's fighting. So are you there? Can you put that up there, Second Corinthians? Second Corinthians chapter, chapter 10. Um, <clears throat> next verse. Oh, no, 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 no. This is the wrong place. Yes, that's it. Thank you. Verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Say that with me. Say, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Oh, see, this is, you, you brought me the bad one. That, that, this is the one I, this is the one I kilt. Yes. That, that, that stand looked at, that stand looked at me when I threw it. It said, it's, see, he's like, he's like that, that, that stand is like that, uh, uh, that, that Asian guy on Forged in Fire. He looked at me and said, it'll kill. <laughs> Because I killed it. <laughs> anyway, so, <laughs> for though we walk in the, say that with me, so though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. In other words, even though we're in this world system and we're, we're, we're in this uh, natural environment, our battle isn't in what, in this out, out, outward realm. In the, uh, we don't deal with things with our, physical senses. That's, that's what the scripture is saying. Even though we have physical senses, we don't battle this and fight this fight with our physical senses. Amen. Next verse. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So the Bible says that God has given us weapons to fight this battle. Now, we know that, uh, I know that some of you have probably Maybe you've heard me teach on this before, possibly not. Maybe I've never taught about it uh, here, but I, I've, I like to teach people about God having given us offensive weapons. You know, a lot of times we think the only weapon that we have is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. You know, the Bible, when, in the book of Ephesians, it talks about 
the armor of God and all of the defense that we have against the enemy. But there's one weapon that God gives us that's offensive, and it's his word. There are other offensive weapons. Gifts of the Spirit are offensive weapons. Praise and worship, God can use it as a weapon of offense against the enemy. Intercession can be used as an offensive weapon, if, if that's as, if, as the Spirit leads. Of course, you know, some people have gotten off into error thinking, you know, okay, let's do some, let's do some, um, uh, let's do some praise warfare. Well, no, praise warfare, you, you, that's not how it works. Um, it's like a, it's like a, a praise, praise, the nature of praise is that we praise Him. It's not praise if you're trying to war with it. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's, Ron Canoli did a song back in the day, Integrity's Hosanna. Going up to the high places, going to tear the devil's kingdom down. It was an exciting song. We've been deceived, like you know how he's saying, by the devil too long. He, he had one of them deep voices. We're going to tear the devil's kingdom down. What he said was his. It's been ours all along. We're going to tear the care. Going up, going up. And man, everybody get excited, you know, because they, they'd speed it up to double time in the middle of the song. Going up to the high. Boy, man, people, they get out their sticks. You know, they're, they're warring sticks. I, I'd go to churches and they would have staffs. And, and I'd be there. They look like a bunch of Samoans, you know. <laughs> they were skinny Samoans, but they were <laughs> but man, they, they get people getting out their flags and and you know waging war on the enemy. It's not listen. It's not it's not war if it's not praise. And God will use your praise to push back the darkness. But anyhow, if we get a little off course there, but God has given us weapons uh, to fight a battle. Say this with me. Say God's given me weapons, me weapons. to fight a battle. But now this, he gets, now the Lord gets super specific in these verses of scripture. So the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And the next verse tells us what those weapons are and how those weapons work. Casting down, <laughs> not, not casting down principalities, not casting down powers, not casting down rulers of the darkness of this world, not casting down spiritual wickedness in high places, not casting down this. Notice how it doesn't mention a, a strong man anywhere in this verse of scripture because the the very first the very first place that we are going to fight the battle as believers is in our mind and you know what this week this week was a testament of that for the last eight days now now some some people some people they, they allow their mind to whoop them and they never even get in the fight. They, they stay in the flesh and they stay carnal. They're never even in the fight. But some of us, we're, you know, we're pressing into God. We're pressing into his word. We're believing what the Bible says, believing what scripture says. And the enemy, he comes. And what he'll try to do is he'll try to get you to think in ways that will allow him access to your life. That's why the devil wants in your mind. Because if he can control your thoughts, if he can control your thinking, then he can control your life. But God has given us... The, now listen, this, this, this word wouldn't have told us that we can cast down imaginations if we couldn't. Right. 
Casting down imagination. Now, how do we do that? Well, let's read on. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So there's a, there's a little bit of insight here. How do you cast down imagination? Well, through knowledge. A particular knowledge. Not a knowledge of, listen, some of us go through life having trouble with church people, having trouble with the church life, with people of faith, because we're, amen, we have the knowledge of men. In fact, some of you have convinced yourself not even to go to church because of the knowledge that you have of men. Not realizing that what has happened is that the weapons, the enemy has formed weapons against you in your imagination. And instead of you doing what scripture said and bringing those, taking those imaginations and casting them down. Amen. And giving and giving the knowledge of God, the high place in your thought life. Instead, you allow the knowledge of men to be in the high place. And you're there. Well, you know, I, I, I would go to church, but last time I went to church, they. Well, praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. And there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing like a fiery trial or a difficult situation. To try your faith and to, and to squeeze you to the point where you either, where you realize, where you realize where your mind has been. Amen. Can, can I say something? I hope I don't, I hope I'm not, I hope I'm not going to be a bit. Well, here's the deal. I, get over it. <laughs> but Gabe, my beautiful son, was telling me that after our memorial service yesterday, that, you know, everyone was talking, and, and he just happened to catch, as he's coming out of the drum cage, one of the guests that was here come up to, to Nakia and say something to the effect of, tell your pastor this is the last time I'm ever going to be at church. This last, I, the first, like, almost like there was a pride in saying, I came, but I ain't never coming back. I, I made it through. I came. I, I thought, how can you sit through a memorial service? And the only thought you have in your mind being, I have escaped having to come to church, and I'm going to keep on escaping coming to church. Y'all didn't get me. That even in times of trouble, are y'all hearing me today? That even at, I know, boy, you put that dude on blast. Absolutely. Amen. I don't know who it was. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, Gabe said that it is about two seconds later that he kind of, he was like, you must have said something to help him out. <laughs> you must have been just as bold as I would have been. Because, you know, here we gathered to celebrate life. And some people, they came, they're like, well, you know, it's going to snow. If I go to church, if I go to church, it's going gonna, it's gonna to turn dark outside. It's going to turn black. Listen, here's the deal. Uh, you think too highly of yourself. You, you, you thinking way too much of yourself. Here, I'll be honest with you. If you have an aversion to church and to me, go to hell then. You got a choice. You can either go to heaven or you can go to hell. 
Amen. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah. <laughs> Around here, we're trying, to, we're, we're trying to get as many people into heaven as we can. And if you're bent on going to hell, <laughs> listen, I'll, I'll send you, let me know what your iTunes account is. I'll send you ACDC, Highway to Hell, free of charge. You can play it every day. <laughs> Contrary to the song, though, your friends, you're not going to see them there, too. Y'all are going to be too busy trying to get the worms off. See there, that's what I don't like about churches that they try to scare you. Ain't nobody trying to scare you. If you're scared, I ain't scared. I used to be. <laughs> Not no more. I'm like, glory to God. Amen. Sudden death, sudden glory. Amen. Praise God. But anyway, casting down imagination, every high thing that exalts itself against God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So you know what this verse of Scripture tells us? We have to have an understanding or knowledge of God. You know, there's a Scripture that says this. Um, it says, uh, God's people perish for a lack of knowledge. Amen. And so we've got to get knowledge. All right. Proverbs uh, 30, 32. Uh, let's run there real quick. It says, and, and, and I, I want to make, make sure that I give you this. It's, it's extremely important that you watch what you think because uh, the devil wants to control your thoughts and your mind because if he can control your mind, he can control your life. And if he can control your mind, he can control your mouth because what you think will eventually come out of your mouth. We, what we've been witnesses to in the in Nakia and Lewis and the and Miss Rhonda, the Tally boys, the Tally family, have been a testament of the power of the Word of God. Because from the moment that this trouble came, uh, there has been nothing but the Word of God come to them. I am so proud of this church and the people of this house, because I've seen many of you go through the most difficult circumstances in life. And watched you get squeezed by the enemy. And when you're squeezed, now listen, some of you, some of you are shrinking back like, oh, pastor, you don't know. <laughs> oh, no, listen, I know. There, there's, a, there's a place sometimes to talk. Annie and I, sometimes when we get squeezed, we'll talk to one another, but we won't say a word to nobody else. We keep our mouth and our focus on the Lord. I'll never forget, you know, the, and some of you might be tired of hearing me tell it, but I'll never forget the day that Amelia was born. And how that there were thoughts that had to be captured and brought to the obedience of Christ. My thoughts were, this this too early, isn't it? You know, I never even said that. that the Lord wouldn't even let that come out of my mouth. You know, you, you don't understand how much favor your prayers have with God. Some of you think, man, if I could just get everybody to talk right. The only way you can get everybody to talk right is if you're talking right. If you have a right relationship with God. But... You know, Amelia, 27 weeks. 27 weeks. In my mind, we're getting ready to go to the hospital. And in my mind, I'm thinking, 27 weeks, that's early, isn't it? But I couldn't ask Annie because I couldn't even talk to Annie about it. I wanted to ask Google, <laughs> but I couldn't even go to Google because it was like, no, nah, that, that's, 
what what that what that scripture tell us in, in, in to, that that we're to that we're to bring every thought into captivity we're to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of it. see some of you think there's no harm in just looking there's no harm in just checking listen you've got to check your mind you got to be willing to you got to be willing to shut off the news if the news says something contrary, if the news is going to continually tell you something contrary to the word of God, where the word of God becomes null and void, or you have to go through a battle to believe the word of God, then you better shut off the news. Well, you're, you're just going to be misinformed. You're not going to know nothing. You, uh, really? Listen, I'd rather, I'd rather know the things of the spirit than the things of the flesh. Amen. Amen. Have you checked CDC guidelines? No. I quit doing that. In fact, you know, one time, I, I, because I'd gotten caught up in wrong thinking, I had, I'd started telling y'all, hey, listen, if you get symptoms, go get yourself checked out. You know what I found out? I found out some of y'all are going to get checked out, and the test is going to lie to you. So you know what my recommendation is? You say, what test? Oh, oh, yeah, it's not on the news anymore. It's COVID. <laughs> but there came a point in time I said, you know what? Quit taking the test. Quit taking the test. You say, why? Why, Pastor? Well, because some of y'all take the test and then you wring your hands, you know, for seven or eight hours trying to figure out, you know, what the test says. And then instead of doing what the word of God says, you're going to do what the test said. Instead of believing the Bible. You know what? Some of you women that want to get pregnant, you need to quit taking the test. Because, boy, you be holding your pee in for an hour and a half. For an hour and a half. You be looking at that stick. Do you see anything on <laughs> amen at some point you got to be like you know what in the name of Jesus amen in the name of Jesus glory to God glory to God glory to God thank God but I'll, I'll never forget that you know they, they, had, they had changed the environment around their circumstances with, the, with their faith so strong that when it came to uh, uh, Amelia and even Jack there wasn't, there wasn't nothing that could be said listen th by the time Jack rolled around and came at 27 weeks everybody was like ah be alright <laughs> Jack you know he's all fat faced he's all like ah. <laughs> he got the chunkiest face boy <laughs> yeah man but the word of the word of God was what what ruled in that situation. The word of God, Amen. Say the word of God. The word of God. All right, three. If thou hast done foolishly in lifting up thyself, and if thou hast thought evil, lay thine hand upon thy mouth. In other words, when you're thinking outside of the word of God, you got to be careful uh, that you don't speak things that the enemy wants you to speak. 
that you don't entertain things with words that the enemy wants you to entertain. Boy, we, uh, uh, the reason why I'm talking about this here today is because uh, the crowd that we had in here yesterday was so uh, diverse. There were people in the, uh, in the uh, education system. There were people in the medical field. There were people that were here that were church folks. Uh, there were family members here. There were family members here that served the Lord. There were family members here that don't serve the Lord. There was just a vast a, a variety of people that were here. And I was telling uh, uh, Nikki and, and uh, Rhonda when we came for practice, I was like, I was looking at some folks, and some folks were like, what in the world is going on up in here? <laughs> These people aren't acting like they're mourning the death of, of, a, of, a, of a young boy. And listen, you know, what some, you know what some people be thinking? And you'll get these phone calls, be like, it's okay, you can go ahead and mourn. They, you know what they think? They think you're in denial. They think you're in denial. They think, oh, it's, it's going to hit her one day. Oh, God, I'm praying for her. It's almost like people hope that you're miserable. You know, the world, the world has a different way of doing things. But you know, we, back in the day when we were kids, we used to sing a song that said, This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. The world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. Glory to God. But you know what? They'll try. Well-meaning people will say things and implant thoughts in your mind and, and this scripture is cool because it says, if you've thought foolishly. Anybody ever thought foolishly? Heck, I was thinking foolishly just yesterday. A little bit this morning, too. <laughs> In lifting up thyself, or if thou hast thought evil, lay thine hand upon thy mouth. In other words, you've got to be careful. If it doesn't line up with the word of God, you've got to be careful not to speak it. If it don't line up with the word of God, you, you've got to be careful to hold your tongue. Let me give you another scripture. Um, I was trying to see my face here. Uh, Psalm chapter 39, <clears throat> verse 1, it says this. I said I will take heed to my ways that I sin not with my tongue. I will keep my mouth with a bridle while the wicked is before me. Now, who's the wicked? The devil. You know, there are demons that are waiting on you to say stupid stuff. To give them entrance into your mind and into your life in order to wreak havoc in your life. So we as God's people, thank God. Now, now I know some people say, you all sound like you're special. Like you don't have to go through the stuff everybody else has to go through. Ding, 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 ding. Listen, if you was on prices Right, you'd have just won a prize. Because that's right. Amen. You know what? As believers, as, as godly people, you know, there the Bible says this, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. There are benefits that come with serving God. Amen. There are benefits that come with serving God. Listen, some of y'all, some of y'all, you go to a job and you, before you ever take the job, you want to know what the benefits are. 
Listen, that's what we ought to be doing in the house of God. We ought to be finding out what the benefits are. Amen. Because when you find out what the benefits are, you know what you find out? You find out you're in this world, but you're not of this world. Amen. That you've got a joy and you've got a peace and you've got a victory that, uh, that the world doesn't have. And, that, and the, the, that according to scripture, that they'll never be able to understand unless they serve him. Right, amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, one of the things I heard a lot of, I hope you all don't mind. that Y'all know how I preach. I preach from experience. And... A lot of people reached out to me this week, and the people that I talked to this week were, you know, were saying things of this nature. I can't imagine what it would be like. Amen. You ought to imagine what it would be like. The next time, Nikki Lewis, someone asks you all, I can't imagine what it must be like. Look them square in the eyes and say, for a minute, I want you to take just a moment and imagine what it's like, what it would be like for you. And then imagine how differently it could be if you knew him. Yeah, you ought to imagine it, but guess what? The way you're imagining it isn't the way I'm imagining it. The way that you're seeing it isn't the way that I see it. See, that, that's, that's how we live in the greater measure. That's how we live in the benefits that the Bible says belong to us as believers. That's how we can bless the Lord with all of our soul and all that is within us. Amen. Because we're not living according to the world system. We're living according to the word system. Amen. Amen. There are, there are evil spirits that are waiting for you to say stupid stuff. Right. And some of you, you're like, oh, I, I, it'll be all right. No, it ain't going to be all right. Some, some of you stuck in life, living short of, of the place where God wants you to live. Right. Simply because you won't change your thoughts and you won't change your mouth. That's right. Some of you will go and exercise your body but you won't exercise any authority over your thought life. You won't exercise any authority over your mouth. You, you look good, but you, you, you're going to die before me. Because some people, it's in, their, it's in their mouth. Amen. Thank God. Quit speaking. Quit speaking words of death over your marriage. Quit talking about how you, you don't know whether you can make it another day. Quit thinking about your spouse in the way that the devil wants you to think about him. Amen. Are y'all hearing me today? Amen. Imagine, imagine if we allowed ourselves to imagine our spouse in the way that the Bible says we ought to imagine them. Y'all have heard me say it many times. The Bible says, he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing. Notice how it doesn't say he that finds a good wife finds a good thing. If you found a wife, if you found someone that will put up with your nonsense... If you found someone that will put up with your smell, 
put up with your mess. Now listen, some people are like, no, I'm, I'm clean. Listen, all of us smell sometimes. You hear what I'm saying? And if you found, if you found a wife that, amen, the Bible says it. I didn't say it. See, some of you are like, well, you trying to read. The, no, the Bible said, if you found a wife, you found a good thing. Well, I wish I'd have found me a good one. Here's the thing. When you, when you don't allow your mind. I am. I'm preaching. You know, I could. <laughs> I probably am the most influential person in my wife's life. Now, some of you can't say that because you said ugly things to your good thing, <laughs> to your rib. <laughs> Listen, I like ribs. <laughs> I got me the finest rib in the kingdom. Amen. But anyway, <laughs> stand up, baby. Do a little turn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but ima imagine if instead of imagining what I wanted to imagine, imagining uh, things based on natural circumstances, maybe, maybe she said some things to me or did some things to me that were, um, that were uh, definitely wrong, not helpful. But as a, as a husband, I have a word from God. I have a word from God that I can exercise that talks about what a virtuous woman is. What, amen. And so if I begin to allow that to reign in my mind, how many of you know that's going to change the way I talk to her? I went to a church, a prophetic church. Listen to me. I went to a prophetic church, a church where all they do is prophesy, I mean, prophesy over each other. I mean, they're really in the prophetic, the pathetic, the prophetic. Anyhow, I went to this church and uh, they, they had asked me to come to talk about the gifts of the spirit. Now, I've only been one time. I wasn't invited back. <laughs> it's here in Oklahoma and we had hoped to, and, I, and I was being good that day. I, I thought I was helping them. I, I got a word from God. You know, sometimes when you get a word from God, people don't really want to hear it. I've, I've learned that over the years. You, you, you hear it and you're like, oh, that's good. And then you speak it and people are like, hmm. You know, well, it was good for me. Amen. But anyway, I, I, uh, I go to this church and they, they want me to talk about the things of the Spirit, gifts of the Spirit, the movie of the Spirit. And so I went and I said, well, the first thing I want to say is this, you know, about the supernatural. I said is that, um, you know, the supernatural, especially concerning the prophetic. And I, I've defined, you know, what a prophet is. I said a prophet, you know, uh, definitely is a seer. I said, but not just a seer. You know, that's the thing that we've, we've had a problem with is that people that are prophets, they're like, well, you know, they're a seer. They come to seer school and this and that and the other. Well, prophets aren't just seers. Um, all of us can see lots of stuff. According to Scripture, as, as Christ, just as Christians, as believers, the Spirit of God will show us things to come. But a prophet will have grace to interpret what it is that he's seeing, to know what God is trying to say by what he saw. And you might see something, but you're not going to, you're going to see it, you're going to think it, oh, I know what that means. Well, maybe, maybe not. But 
When a prophet speaks something, if they're really a prophet, they interpret what it is that they're seeing. See, there's a bunch of them saw Donald Trump being president again. I think they didn't understand what they were seeing. <laughs> they didn't understand what they were seeing. And, you know, some of them don't want to admit it. Well, it's coming in April. Well, which April? Because there have been a couple Aprils since then. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you talk about the month of April. Is this someone April going to, you know, because, you know, with some prophetic people, if some chick shows up named April, said that's what the Lord meant, April. Oh, no, he said May. Well, there's another representative, May Smith. You, you know what I'm saying? Listen, when you got to fudge it around like that, drop it. You, you don't know what you're talking about. But anyway, I went to this place, and I, I functioned in a prophetic office every now and again. And I was there, and there was a woman there, Miss Rhonda. And I saw her sitting there, and the Lord said, tell her she's a good mother, that I said so. I received that in the name of Jesus. I said, tell, tell her she's a good mother. Tell her I said so. So I looked at this woman. Now, I'm going to tell you, in the nat you, know what my, you know what my natural man said? My natural man said, that mother is not a good mother. See, you have to understand something about God. In the natural, in the natural, I looked at that woman. You know what my mind said? My mind said, that woman's a terrible mother. In my mind. My mind told me she was a terrible mother. You know, some people you just pick, have you ever picked up on, you know, stuff just in the, just in the natural? You know, you get around people, you're like, yeah, there's something up here. But the, you know what the Lord said? She's a good mother. So I called her out. I said, lady, Lord, tell me to tell you, you're a good mother. Boy, it wanted to get stuck right here too. Because in the natural, I knew good and well that she probably wasn't that great of a mama. But the Lord said, you know what? If God said you're a good mother, it doesn't matter what it looks like in the natural. Do you know, do you know sometimes God will tell you what you need to hear so you can come out of where you're at and be what he wants you to be? See, that's why it's important what you think. That, that's why some people, amen. Anyway, you're a, good, you're a good mother. I said, you're a good mother. The Lord says you're a good mother. I said, I'll release you. I said, it'll be all right. And I, I, you know, I, I, I told her all these things, and uh, she fell out on the floor there, and then we left. Do you know the pastor's wife of that church? She, she's a prophet, and she, uh, you know, they're prophetic people. And they're driving me to the airport to come back home. And she said, I just want to ask you a question. You know, you called out a woman tonight and said she was a good mother. She said, there is no worse parent in our church than that woman. She treats her kids with contempt. She, she, she said if she, if she could get rid of those kids, she'd get rid of them. She said, I don't know. You know, I'm not sure what to think about you. I know what she was saying. I missed it. But see, what I'm, what, I'm trying to, what I'm trying to get across to y'all is this. God, over all the years I've been prophesying over people, God has only had me tell about four or five people something that was, uh, that was uh, like an exposure of something that they were doing wrong. One of them was a pastor in Ohio. Uh, I was there trying to preach to them people, and I'm preaching away. And for three days, four days, man, I'm getting nowhere. 
Fremont, Ohio. I'll never forget it. This pastor, I, I, I figured out after the first day why he had me. Because he didn't have nobody coming to his church. And he, he needed someone that would draw a crowd. Well, we drew a crowd. And so he'd take an hour and a half before, every, before he turned over the service to me. Prophelying over everybody. You say, why you call it Prophelying? Well, because he'd get, he'd get it about 90% right. And then the last 10%, he'd go way off into left field. And I'm not, I'm not talking about in a way that was godly. I'm talking about in a way that was unscriptural. Not just that he was telling people stuff that may have been the Lord that they'd find out later like I'm talking about this one. I'm talking about he'd say stuff that was way off base scripturally. And so I knew, I, I thought this is not right because he's, he's getting way out beyond the Bible. He's getting way, he's telling people stuff that doesn't line up with scripture. Listen, if someone prophesies something over you doesn't line up with scripture, it's not God. So it doesn't line up with the Bible. So the, the very last day of the meeting, get this, Brandon, very last day of the meeting. I get up, I'm like, Lord, these, a bunch of people came from all that area. I'm like, Lord, these people, they need something. They came here to hear a word from you. We, I got to get up in the flow. I don't know what's wrong with me, but Lord, you've got to anoint me. Lord said, I'm going to anoint you tonight. I'm like, oh. I got up, I opened my Bible, I got my, listen, I, I dusted off the best message I had in my repertoire. <laughs> got the pages out, you know, <laughs> and I, 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 open up your Bibles with me, glory to God. You know, I, I, got, I got my Rod Parsley voice on. <laughs> open your Bibles with me to the book of Isaiah, chapter 42, amen. <laughs> Man, they, and I, <laughs> And I started, boy, I, I, I started on it, you know. <laughs> the Lord shall go forth as a mighty man. <laughs> he shall stir up jealousy uh, like a man of war. <laughs> he shall cry, uh, yea, roar. He shall prevail against his head. I have long time held my peace. <laughs> I have been still. <laughs> I have refrained myself but now will I cry like I mean I was preaching boy what nobody getting with me nobody getting with me <laughs> and I, I was like Lord you got to help me Lord said I didn't send you here for these people he said I sent you here for that pastor I was like well Lord what's going on he said, I need for you to tell him something. I said, what do I need to tell him? He said, tell him that he started off in the Holy Spirit, but now he's given himself over to a familiar spirit. Tell him if he doesn't repent, he'll lose everything he has. But if he'll repent, tell him he'll suffer loss, but I'll restore him and I'll elevate him to the place the Lord says where I intended for him to be. I was like, oh, Jesus, you're going to have to do that yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Lord, send him a fortune cookie. Get out of it. Yeah, yeah. The next time he's at the buffet, let him open up. Oh, oh, hey. <laughs> I didn't want to tell him that. I didn't want to tell him that. So I kept on trying to preach. Boy, how am I just to preach it? And the Lord, he's messing with me, you know. He's like, boy, do what I tell you. Do what I tell you. Finally, you know, after trying to, I knew nothing was going to happen until I was obedient to the Lord. So I turned around to that pastor who was sitting uh, off to my right. And I said, 
Pastor, I said, I apologize that things haven't gone as well as we had hoped in these meetings. I said, I've, I've just been, I said, I haven't, I haven't caught my rhythm. I said, but I finally figured out why. I said, and I pray that your heart will be open to what I'm about to tell you. But the Lord tells me that the reason I came here wasn't for anyone except for you. And I, I said, thus says the Lord. And I told him. You started out right, but you turned left. <laughs> you started off in the Holy Spirit, but you gave yourself over to a familiar spirit. If you'll repent, I went through the whole thing. After I got done telling that man that, he just looked at me with wide eyes. And he, and he stood up almost like he was going to come take the service. While he was in the process of standing, the wind of the Spirit blew into the building and swung me around like a, what do they call those things on the top of a barn? Huh? A weather vane. It's just, thank you. I should have. <laughs> I said, no, Don would know it. That weather vane. I weather vaned around. And when, when I opened my eyes, my finger was pointing at his wife. And out of my spirit came these words. And you knew and you didn't do anything about it. And I just stood there, shocked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Brandon's like, I didn't know, I didn't know. <laughs> she let out a scream and fell to her knees, as well as this pastor. They both fell to their knees and began to wail and cry out to God. The wind came again and blew me around. And this time, my listen, it was, <laughs> it, was it was like a nightmarish. Uh, Wheel of Fortune, you understand? <laughs> Vanna and Pat, they weren't there. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> round and round he goes. Where he stops, nobody knows. My, my finger landed on the worship leader. I, and I said, you, you, upon you is a spirit of sexual perversion. You have stolen from God's men. Songs, spiritual songs, psalms, and claim them as your own. Things that were birthed out of the Holy Spirit, but you were in a wrong spirit. Of course, they fell to their knees and began to weep. And before it was all over with, uh, the Lord had done something. One of the very few times God has ever had me tell someone in an exposing manner. I mean, I've been doing this 37 years. And one of five times in 37 years, most of the time, God's just telling us stuff that we need to hear and need to know so that we can take some imagination that the devil planted in our head and cast it down and bring it to the obedience of Christ. Are y'all hearing me today? I can guarantee you this. I'm going to quit here. I'm going to guarantee you this. Every one of you are going to go through battles. Some of you are going to have to fight off those old evil spirits that, tried, that, that held you captive when you were in the world. But I've had them demons come right in my room. They hadn't come back in a long time. But boy, they used to try to visit me regular. 
and it was never in a good time. It was always in a, you know, that devil will come in the difficult times. Boy, you need a drink. Come on now. And then some people will let it slip out. Boy, I need a drink. That's how it starts. That's how it starts. This old cold woman God gave me, I'm going to go find me and I'm going to trade her in on a new model. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you want to see y'all. Then, then, we'll, then, we'll, then we'll go as far to make this mistake. I ought to divorce you. Then it starts getting ugly. These are my kids. Well, pretty soon you're dividing up property, working out custody. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What are you, you going ahead and mapping out the devil's strategy? You giving him the blueprint with your words. You're giving it. Listen, he, he's like an architect. He, he pulled up an easel and started, starts, starts drawing it out. Mm -hmm, keep on. I should have never. I must be preaching right. Listen, you you can't listen. These aren't things that you need to fool around about. One, one time, I made the mistake of saying something. I, I saw someone they they were going through something, and I said, "Man, you've lost a lot of weight." Well, it's because of this difficulty I've been going through in my marriage. I said, "Maybe that's what I need: some difficulty in my marriage to lose some weight." They looked at me. They said, "I curse those words in the name of Jesus." I said, "Amen." Thank God. I said, well, I'm glad you're here. Amen. It's your sister. <laughs> she's, she's like, I curse those words. In the day, I was like, yeah, you're right. Amen. Of course, I was just fooling around, but do you really, is that really what you want to fool around with? So if someone has cancer, they're skinny, you're going to be like, I need me some cancer. <laughs> well, I tell you, I'll get real thin then. I'll be looking good then. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm just playing. Yeah, but uh, devil don't know you playing. You know, God never expected you to say things that you didn't expect would happen. When he created you, he expected you to believe that when you spoke, that your words would be creative. God gave you words more for creation than communication. God gave you words to create more than to communicate. Your world is framed by your words. Listen, I want, I want to tell you something. 
I've, I've, I've watched and I've witnessed. I've seen, like I said, we saw all kinds of people in here yesterday. Some of them were like, man, this is great. We're rejoicing with you. There are others that were perplexed. How could people be so gullible? How could people be so stupid? How, how could people, you know, the, these Christians, they have this escapist idea. They have to, you know, they have to lean on, you know, religion to get through hard times. Listen, we're not leaning on religion. We're leaning on a man. Amen. His name is Jesus. He said he would be with us always, even to the end of the age, that he would never leave us, that he would never forsake us. He said this. He said, take my burden on you because my burden is easy. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man can come to the Father except through me. Amen. Someone made a comment on one of the Things that we had on Facebook, it's it, it seen so many of them, but someone, someone had said something about, uh, oh, no, it was a, a post of Halloween or something, and someone had dressed up, or, and someone said, yeah, you know, yeah, you need to go ahead and dress up like Jesus, that, that imaginary person from back in the day. It's like, you know what, you've come too late to tell me he's imaginary. He brought me way, listen. He brought me out of way too much. And some of you that are here too. Listen, some of you, you know, you know you've been struggling. You've, been, you've had battles in your life. Maybe not battles in, in the, like the, the kind I've been talking about. Maybe it's been something smaller. Maybe it's been issues that you don't think are a big deal. But I'm going to tell, tell you this right now. He has never lost a battle. And if he's never lost a battle, guess what? That means you never have to lose a battle. Did you hear what I just said? Some of you are like, well, you win some, you lose some. Listen, if you want to play that game, go for it. But I'm going to tell you right now, I always win. Amen. Amen. You know why I always win? Because I play until I win. Amen. Are y'all hearing me? I know you do, Marissa. Amen. <laughs> Anybody who's played a game with Marissa knows she plays till she wins. She's the only one left in the game she plays till she wins. See, that's the believer. We play until we win. We're moving until we're victorious. Amen. Until we come out on top. We will wear out the enemy in the process. Most of the time, the enemy isn't the devil. It's that thought that he placed in our mind that we have to overcome. Amen. Amen. You know, I didn't start my message. I just, well, I did. I just laid the foundation. Maybe we can talk about this again next week. Uh, tonight? <laughs> tonight. Um, I really want to talk to you about um, the, uh, we're, the, there's a change that has to come uh, in our minds in order for us to facilitate the authority that God has given to us as believers. And so we're, we're going to talk about that. The changes that need to happen in the spirit of our mind that will allow us to facilitate the authority that God has given us as believers. Amen. Amen. I believe that the authority... Uh, that we witnessed in uh, Nikki and Lewis's life. And if you weren't here last week, you didn't hear about it. But I believe it was only by the authority that they exercised in the name of Jesus that Emory lived eight years. Because he was supposed to be born dead, according to man. They said, your baby has the potential to be stillborn. Well, it was the life of God in them and their faith that brought life into that young man's body. The Bible says, if the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, then that same spirit will quicken and make alive your mortal body. I, I believe that that's why Emory 
was even here for eight years. He was here for eight years on the faith of a mother and on the faith of a father that believed that God wanted to bring about life. I never heard them speak death. Not one time. I never heard the word death come out of their mouth. I knew that it had been reported to them, but they wouldn't let it come out of their One time Nikki came to me and said, Pastor, this is what they said. I said, what do you say? The minute she told me what she said, I said, I'm saying what you say. You're going to have this baby. She said, do you think that's right? I said, what do you think? She said, I believe God gave us a gift. I said, well, God gave you a gift. It's your story. You write it. It's your world. You create it. Church, do you understand that that's what we've witnessed in the life of these two individuals? They wrote a story. It was told here yesterday in comic book form. That's the story. They wrote the origin story. They wrote, the, they, they wrote every, every victory. They wrote it. They wrote it by the words that they spoke. He came out, they said, they, they didn't even believe he'd walk with that walker. But what was he, what, what did we see him doing? He didn't even walk with that walker. It was like he was flying. <laughs> when are the rest of us going to realize that we can author the story of our lives by aligning our mouths and our minds with the word of God and dictating to the devil and to the world and to one another that God is going to let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Amen. Let the hills melt like wax in the presence of the Lord. We're going to be everything that God said we would be. If he said it, we believe it. Amen. If he spoke it, he's going to bring it to pass. Praise God. We'll, we'll talk more about this. Has it, have I helped you all out here at all? Amen. Listen, I've been inspired to get more radical. To speak more radically. You know, faith talks loud and crazy. There's a thin line between faith and crazy. That's the line you have to walk. When you're walking the line of faith, every now and again, you'll get over into crazy. But it's okay. Better to be crazy trying to find faith. than to be totally sane and never even tap into the realm of God for your life and the things that he has for you. Stand up all over the place. I know I've kind of landed in a cornfield, but it, amen. Thank God. Thank God. Now, there are other people that ask this. They say, why? Why do these things happen? The, the one I don't, I, that I don't like people to say, especially Christians, is this. Why did God take an eight-year-old boy? God didn't take no eight-year-old boy. God gave an eight-year-old boy. God is the author of life. He's not the author of death. Where do we get that God is the author of death? He is the author of life. Well, God took him. No, God didn't take him. You, you're going right now. I don't know if y'all know this, but here before long, you will be joining him. Not a threat. It's a promise. We will not live forever. We haven't been promised to live forever in this life. In fact, God told us clear. He said, your life is just a vapor. 
It's just a moment. Depends on what you do with it. Mm. Glory. It's just my hope that, that these, these fellas, that all of you, that will, that will recognize the goodness of God, the power of God. This is some, some of you wrestling with the fact that you have unhappy feelings. Really? Don't worry. Be happy. Amen. Life is too short. Believe what God said. What shall we then say? Listen, take risks. Take risks. I always wanted to sing. Do it. I always felt like God wanted me to worship. I, I, I always felt like I should dance. You know, that last time Brandon took out running, I really felt like I was supposed to run. That last time Gil got up and shouted and said he's going to take a lap, I felt like God told me to do that. See, we got we to gotta quit living in that place where we, we don't engage. Heck, we didn't even get wild yesterday. People thought we was wild. We, we didn't even get wild. People was being, Brandon was being have. Brandon was like, he's being have. And people were stepping away from him like, well, he looked like he about to shout. Amen. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. Don't behave yourself when it comes to the word of God. Do it. Just do it. Let God's word transform your mind and transform your words and transform your life. You know what? The devil's going to try to hang you up. But guess what? You have more power than the devil. Amen. Thank God. See, some of y'all ought to be dead. I'm honored, I'm honored to hang around people that ought to be dead. We've had lots of them people come through this church. Some of them, some of them stuck. Others moved on out. But there's some of you here you shouldn't even be alive. You ought to be six foot under, what do they call it? Pushing up daisies? Is that what they? But you're here. You're here because God has a good plan. He has a good plan. Amen. Amen. Thank God. You know what, Lewis and Nikki? Y'all finished finish the assignment. You did. You finished your assignment. Some people start assignments and never finish them. But you finished your assignment. There's a hard assignment, too. It's worth it, wasn't it? It's worth it. Amen. God's blessings are going to abound toward you like never before. Not just because of this. It's not because of this. It's just... There are times in life that we go through things and we pass tests and we, we have victories. But honestly, God's Spirit 
His favor and His grace has been extended toward y'all big time. You feel it. I mean, you feel it. <clears throat> there are going to be ways made for you where man couldn't. There's no way. Man, man couldn't do for y'all what God is about to do for you in this season. But I, I will. Can I say this? I've never said this. You know, uh, Emory being so young, in my mind, I'd be like, he went before his time. But you know what? He didn't. Emory was right on time. He was right on time. I don't have to understand it. I don't have to tell you nothing. See, some people are like, I don't understand. I don't have to tell you nothing. His ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts higher than our thoughts. All we could say is thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We got to be witnesses. And may we, may we carry a, a greater measure of faith and a greater measure of understanding God's grace because we got to witness it, because we got to see it, because we, we got to watch a little boy live because of the faith of his parents. Because of a love that they had for Jesus. The very love that they had for Jesus kept him going. And the moment that he had to say so, he's like, I love y'all, but man, I'm out. That's the way I see it. Just like you saw it. Nikki, did, Nikki asked me, she said, you believe that's right, Pastor? I said, it's your story. You tell it. It's all happened according to your story up to this point, too. What, you have what you say. Let what you say be the word of God. Amen. When the doctors give up on you. It's, it's, it's coming for some of y'all. Some of y'all doctors are going to say, yeah, you're going to die. You have to determine, you're going to die, you're going to live. When the bill collector called, they tell you you're broke. Is that what you're going to be? Is that how you're going to do? They're going to take your car and repossession and be like, you loser. Is that how it's going to be? The police come, try to make you a criminal. You're going to let that rule in your mind? You're going to let what God said rule in your mind. You're going to be, you're constantly going to be discriminated against? Are you going to, listen, are you going to, are you going to be a discriminated against black person, Hispanic person? Is that what it's going to be? You're always behind the, always behind the eight ball because, wow, woe is me. They always treat us this way. Is that really how you want to live? It might be true. It might be true. Listen, no, it's not might be. It is, it's in a, lot of, in a lot of cases, it's true. When you begin to know who you are in Christ, you can't let that stuff rule in your mind. When you become everything God wants you to be. We were, during that whole COVID nonsense, we were set up over there in Yukon. <clears throat> police car rolled up. We thought they was about to shut us down. 
That police car rolled up, and the woman sat there in that car. I was just kind of hovering, you know. Like, man, don't, don't make me get all ugly here, you know. Old, old man's rising up, I'm the, you know. You, when, you got, when you got a little color fleece coming around, you get a little riled up. You be like, what you want? <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I finally looked, and this lady's crying. Worship team is up there practicing. This lady is crying. She rolled out her window. She said, who's that man up there? There's about four or five men up there. I said, which one? She said, that one with the, that guitar, the, the big guy. I said, Eric? She goes, Eric. She said, that's Eric Salazar, right? I was like, I don't know, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, you know, what's on that computer? <laughs> she said, she said this, she said, the last time I saw him, he was almost in a coma in the back of my squad car. I expected to hear that he would be dead. I said, well, he ain't dead. He's up there. She said, does he play for the, I said, he's the leader of the team. She began to cry. She said, I've never seen anything like that before. I said, you know what? I don't know that I have either. Eric, he takes a licking and keeps on ticking. Look at me, y'all. There's a reason why you're here. You ain't going nowhere. Did you hear me? You ain't going nowhere. You're going where, you are going somewhere. You're going where God intended for you to go. Ain't nothing going to stop you. You're a threat to the devil. God is about to call us to battle. And we're about to come out on the other side victorious. We're going, we are going to, Plunder hell to populate heaven. Father, we thank you today for your goodness. Listen, today if you need prayer, any kind of prayer, if you need prayer for strength, if you need prayer to help you navigate the waters of of the future of your life, you know, Michael and Twyla, will you come? I want you all to help me pray today. Annie, will you come? Tyler and Ayla, come. Come stand up here, will you? Miss Rhonda, is she she here? Is she back with the children? Is she gone? That's all right. Lewis and Nikki, will you all come and help me pray with people? If you need prayer today, and this is how we'll end this service, we're not going to dismiss you. We're going to let you go in his presence. But today, if you need prayer, we got some strong people up here today. People that have, people that have gone through and come to the other side. People that have seen the miracle working power of God manifested in their lives. If you need something from the Lord today, maybe, you need, maybe you're here and you need born again. But today's your day. Maybe you need, maybe today you need deliverance, but not from demons. You need deliverance from a wrong mindset. 
then you need to come. But this is how we're gonna, this is how we're gonna end this service. And Gabe, I want you to keep playing until they're done praying, all right? But if you need prayer of any kind, whether it be for sickness, whether it be for marriage, whether it be for family, no matter what it is, finance, no matter what it is, if you need prayer today, I want you to come stand with one of these here. Just stand in front of them. Let them lay their hands on you and pray for you in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> We're back here on Wednesday, 7 o'clock. We'll be here on Wednesday. If you have to go, you're more than welcome to go. We love you. But we're going to pray for these. God, I agree. I agree with everyone standing here today in prayer, believing. Lord, I believe with you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I believe with you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we speak life and not death. We speak hope, Lord, into hopeless situations. God, we speak direction in areas of life, God, where people are in need of direction. Lord, show them your way. Show them your way in the name of Jesus. Reveal yourself unto them, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Father. Touch each one, Jesus. Forever changed. Never the same. Never the same for your glory, Lord, for your honor. Never the same in the name of Jesus. Never the same.
Michael Seth. Tell Beredriex a friend Rishi. Talvar and Runene Maradrio de Beja, the end of the man, the Maradrio to. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Listen, there's nothing like having someone agree with you in prayer. Come on, Anna. I want you to pray, pray with Don and Lynn. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Kelebra hisaharabota. Shandana mara druse frebetele korabachi. Para saporo directe marhierebete. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yes, a man, the Mardriesh, the Rebea. Menesa Kachi Bengaleji, Kichimandri Mafrabeta. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Thank God. <laughs> Glory. What is Segeleji, Kichimandri Marafrodota? Listen, there's a rumble up here. Shelebruhasa. I ain't talking about a bison. Talking about a rumble in the spirit. <laughs> Woo, glory. Pelese friend de Maradrioche. Parasokoro. Shelebore sekele korapatai. Freduna mashengeleje. Gara sekele geregia. Gara froda rabiera ke arabata. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Something, something good. You remember that song? Something. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Praise God. Amen. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. <clears throat> Thank God. Thank God. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Thank God. I sure love you guys. I appreciate you. I know they're still doing some ministry up here. We're going to let them uh, we're going to let them finish. But I am so grateful for uh, I'm grateful we have a place we can come and call on the Lord. And we can hang out as long as we need to. Doing whatever it is we know God wants us to do. And I know some of you are probably curious if we're crank up uh, services again. Uh, we're probably not going to do that this week. But that's, well, don't, don't, you never know. I might could get on there tomorrow and be like, hey, y'all, I'm going to go to the church. If y'all want to get there, I'll, we'll just let the Holy Spirit lead us. And uh, we'll do whatever it is that he wants us to do. But <clears throat> some of you don't know, we were in revival services before um, this week. Consecutive weeks we had of revival. God was helping us out. Amen. He still is. Praise the Lord. All right, y'all. Praise God. It's time. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. Amen. Uh, all right, listen, if you, have, uh, uh, if you have no home church, I just want to say this to you. Welcome home. We're glad you're here. If uh, you have a home church, we pray that you will be strong and faithful where you are. And uh, we appreciate every one of you. We thank God uh, for you coming today. And uh, I love you. You can go in his presence if you'd like. You go in his presence before you leave. Love someone because you do. I'll see many of you back here this Wednesday for our Wednesday night Bible study. But I sure, sure appreciate you guys and love you.